Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. If you've been here a while, you know I'm obsessed with the library apps. I love the library in general, but I also don't like leaving my house. And though I've been using these apps every single day for many years now, I just discovered one of the apps has a magazine rack where I could literally read unlimited magazines. And it doesn't count as a full book checked out, so I'm not limited. And I went down the rabbit hole of so many amazing magazines. Some I would have never picked up in real life, but the fact that they were free, I decided to check it out. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, I did a deep dive on some of my favorite articles that I've discovered, of course, with some of my little hot takes in between, but those are featured on this month's extended episode on Patreon exclusively. But of course, after I did that episode with all the favorite things I had read, I kept reading and I found an Atlantic article that fucked me up. Honestly, it changed the way I've been thinking about my own depression and my own response to my hibernation mode in which I always seem to go in around this time of year. And fortunately, this Atlantic article was featured on their website as well, so it's accessible there. I'm going to link it in the show notes, as always, if you want to check it out in its entirety, because unfortunately, having a short-form show means I can't read the whole thing and also comment on it. So I'm going to choose me commenting. This one's called How We Learn to Be Lonely by Arthur C. Brooks from his column, How to Build a Life. 
which tackles questions of meaning and happiness. And he starts the article by reminding us of different examples in history where humans become amazingly resilient after major traumas, from mutual aids to rebuilding entire cities. Going from surviving to thriving requires community for healing and growth after disasters. And scholars have long researched the fact that the worst conditions can often bring out the best in people as they work together for their own recovery and that of their neighbors. But he posits the fact that COVID-19 does appear to be resistant to this phenomenon, saying that the most prominent social feature of the pandemic was that it forced us into isolation. And those of us who were fortunate enough to not lose a loved one, it created a secondary trauma of loneliness. Instead of bringing us closer together, emerging evidence suggests that we are in the midst of a long-term crisis of habitual loneliness in which relationships were severed and were never reestablished. Many people, perhaps including you, are still wandering alone without the company of loved ones or friends to help rebuild a life. And if your life has not yet gone back to the 2019 era, quote unquote, normal, you're not alone. In a poll conducted in March 2022 by the Kaiser Family Foundation, 59% of respondents said they'd not fully returned to their pre-pandemic activities. I know I haven't. And one of the routines that remains disrupted most is work for which millions of Americans went from a very social experience to one of total isolation, whether sitting behind a computer screen miles away from others or losing their job completely. And it probably won't return to any type of quote-unquote normal that we used to know, especially for office jobs. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the percentage of people working from home more than tripled from 2019 to 2021. Yet, from a public health standpoint, universal remote work is no longer a necessity. But in 2022, 59% of those who say their job can mainly be done from home are still working there most of the time. Most are doing it by choice, despite the fact that 60% say they feel less connected to the co-workers that they had before the pandemic. And here's where this article really hit me because I have seen this trend in my own life a ton. But the reason a lot of us are feeling less happy overall is because we're prioritizing socializing for fun less than we used to. I joke every time I leave the house about how I never leave the house because that's true. And it feels more true every time because there's longer gaps in between when I do especially for fun. And if I'm honest, a part of me feels guilty when I leave the house for fun because it's been so long and I no longer think of it as a requirement in my day-to-day needs, even though it totally is. So I naturally start to feel guilty like I should be doing something quote-unquote more productive. But that's really sad. And I definitely know I'm not alone because I've talked to my friends about it and because a poll that the Pew Research Center conducted in May 2022, 20% of respondents said that social Socializing had become more important to them since the coronavirus outbreak, but 35% said it had become less important, and I am absolutely among that 35%. And it really does feel more of a habitual, learned thing. I just got out of the habit of pursuing relationships outside of my own house or the three people who make an effort to call me regularly. But a lot of people don't have those three people being insistent, even amongst a bunch of missed calls and non-responded texts, which every time my friends power through my ghosting, I am shocked that they still like me. 
But again, in another 2022 survey of American adults, they said they found it harder to form relationships now, and a quarter felt anxious about socializing. Only 9% were worried about being physically near others, but a lot of anxiety was not knowing what to say or how to interact. A lot of us have just forgotten how to socialize and how to be friends. We joke about it, but I see it not only in myself, but in the way people are interacting with me. This is a public health crisis. Research consistently has shown that isolation is linked to depression and anxiety. It leads to premature mortality, worsens cardiovascular health, increases inflammation, disrupts hormones and sleep. And unfortunately, like most harm in this fucking country, it's not equally distributed. Children are especially vulnerable in this. But if habitual loneliness is causing so much misery, why aren't we taking greater steps to fight it? Why don't I insist on working in person and calling my friend? If I'm honest, from my personal experience, it's that I can't. Research also supports this. As research has shown, loneliness does inhibit our executive function. So doing anything from brushing our teeth to standing up out of bed to actually appropriately handling our distress is difficult. And this is why I get so frustrated by self-awareness sometimes, because I logically know that if I keep staying in bed all day, every day, only getting up when I need to go to the restroom or snack, it makes my back hurt. It makes my brain hurt. It makes me sad. It makes me existential. It gives me anxiety. It makes me stiff etc etc but when i'm in the moment of being in my bed the idea of doing anything else feels fucking impossible literally so i sit because the immediate comfort i get from it outweighs my fear of future discomfort it becomes self-perpetuating and cyclical this is why I've always been the queen of starting small and reminding yourself you can, because it's true. Every little bit helps. Every opposite signal you send to that cycle reminds that cycle that it's not the only cycle available. In fact, a tiny little stretch and a quick wash of the face can sometimes be a surprising antidote to about six months worth of sedentary hibernation. The point is we create some patterns even when they're unhealthy. And unfortunately, that's normal. It's a part of the human condition, but it's our responsibility to gently parent ourselves out of those cycles so we can reclaim a bit of that lightness that feels so far away. Either way, I love you so fucking much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.